Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carrier's Edge podcast, episode 55. For some reason, I was going to say 51, and I knew that was wrong. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Mark Morell, co-founder of Carrier's Edge. Joining me today for a big surprise New Year guest is... <gasps> Jane Jazarawi, co-founder of Carrier's Edge. Hello. Hello, Jane. And how was your Christmas break? Oh, my Christmas break was very pleasant. How was yours? Mine was fabulous. We cleaned out our basement. We did. Well, that's that's the epitome of what you want out of a Christmas vacation is cleaning out your basement. Yes. Well, it's funny. You have all of this stuff there and you don't notice it bit by bit, all of these things encroaching. Yeah. And like the space getting smaller and smaller as you keep putting more things in there. And our basement isn't finished. But yeah. we do work out down there, and you have the studio down here, and you also play drums down here. Partially finished. Yeah, the so there's area. bits. The, it, we just continue to pile junk in our basement. Yeah, it's like uh, untended plants that just grow, mm-hmm. you know, a lawn that just keeps encroaching on things. Yeah. So finally we said, okay, we're going to do something about this, and we scripted the kids and made them help out for a couple of hours. Well, the most important thing is to get them to accept that certain things are leaving the building. Yes. And especially uh, one of them has a really hard time letting things from his childhood go. Like even cardboard. It's just like the things (laughs) that he... It's true. This piece of cardboard has a lot of meaning. Well, they do because a lot of it is school projects from grade five. Yeah. (laughs) So he's... He's, he's in third in year university. university. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was actually, there were some things he still won't get rid of. Yeah. Well, uh, we made progress. Yeah. Yeah. So. We got rid of a lot of stuff. We still have to keep every single uh, Lego box. Oh, yeah. That has ever been built. Uh, there's a lot of Lego in our house. And I'm okay not getting rid of everything. I just wanted to make some progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, and we put a lot of stuff together for the uh, got junk people to come by and claim it, and uh, they can donate most of it. Most of it is in perfectly fine condition. We just have no use for it, so we got to donate that. And when it was finished, it was like, wow, this is actually a pretty big basement. There's mm-hmm. a lot of space here. And uh, now we can, I don't know what we're going to do with it, just enjoy the space we're just gonna by summer start it'll be encroaching. Up again. Yeah, it'll just we'll start be putting every single cardboard box down here again, and then and now we're gonna have even extra cardboard boxes because of all the deliveries. <laughs> yeah, but every time we buy anything, Mark never wants to actually get rid of the box. He wants to keep yes. it just in case. So we have these boxes just in case we have to send it back. <laughs> yeah. So five box. years later, then I never purge them. I know. Five years later, we have these boxes for things that we have since disposed of yeah. without the fabulous cardboard box that you had just in case. Well, and I'm also realizing that as part of that purging, I took some of the stuff. I have some of the uh, tools that I use for recording in different scenarios and I had them out in the sort of main area and I moved them all into this uh, recording room that I'm in now to get them out of the way. So now the room that I'm in is more cluttered and more encroached upon than the rest of the basement is now. So everything else got cleaned up and this room that I'm in is the most cluttered in the whole basement now. So I want to just kind of segue on that is that there's, um, There are two kinds of people in the world, apparently, and one of them are people who are really organized and some are people who are not organized. And the general consensus is that Mark is the organized one and I am not. (laughs) But I think it is a complete fallacy because Mark has some things organized, but he allows clutter to build up and build up and then he gets very agitated about it and then we all have to clean up. Uh, But you are a huge clutter person. Yeah, it's my clutter, though. I know, I've but... I've accepted that. I've come to terms everybody with my think, clutter. Everybody thinks that you're just so organized because you only like to have five things on your desk and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you look at my desk when I'm in the middle of, of creating something and there's tons of stuff on it. And that's like, oh, I'm so disorganized. But yet, yes. I think we're more the same than you like to places. actually my admit. My clutter is elsewhere. Because part of the way I like to organize is I know where everything is. 
you know, just don't clean up things that I have in certain spots, especially in my office. Like you're not really allowed to go in my office, but I do have a certain organization and every once in a while I'll just purge everything. And that's part of the way I organize things. And I'm very good at it. I can keep track of tons of things. And the other side of the organization spectrum are people who like to have everything in its place all the time. I don't need it to be completely organized all the time. I do need to, you know, every once in a while, make sure that everything is, you know, get rid of all the junk. But that purging methodology is a completely different approach to it rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, the people who, who can't stand having anything out of place. That's just another kind of organization. So you are actually moving through the spectrum to my side, to the junky, every once in a while it'll be clean, but then, you know, you'll just have the creation of junk over and over again. And I'm just going to point to your control room there that you're sitting in and just say, there's junk here. I didn't realize it, but by the end of the weekend, this will be organized because it's bothering me. Yeah, you're purging. Yeah, I, I, I think I am... I like everything to be in a particular place. I think the mental uh, capacity to organize as I go is just not there. So I'm kind of stuck in limbo here where I wanted a particular way and I feel better when it's a particular way, but I don't have the mental strength to just keep it tidy as I go. So I end up building up these mountains of garbage around me that I then have to purge, but they get to be more and more intimidating as they get bigger. Yeah, so, that's true because you would never want to clean the basement. You always let me do it because it was too much for you. Well, even when we did it this time, I looked at this wall of stuff and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, that's why I made you cut. You, so why what you I can were like, do is I'm just boxes. going to, yeah, I'm going to just start dismantling all of these extra yeah. boxes that we don't need. Yeah, so I end up organizing stuff and getting rid of stuff. And then, you know, Christopher and, and Mark are at the table cutting up boxes <laughs> because that's the only thing they can handle. But hey, it otherwise, needed to be done. Otherwise, you just sort of wander around being stressed and you just want to make you, you know, go vacuum something yeah. or something like that. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I think but that's probably a, a pretty effort. universal, uh, it's a universal thing, you know, the the purge of clutter after after the holidays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we know what we're good at. And mm-hmm. that's, that's very key to being a team is you do what you're good at and you allow- Find somebody else to do the rest. Yeah, and you allow other people to do what they're comfortable with and what they're good at and don't try and make them- do things that make them crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. make them very stressed and wander around and just start biting your head off. Cause that's the thing like that is a cleaning the basement is one of those things that can just end up as a huge fight. Yeah. Well, it's like the, uh, yeah, the relationship test of visiting Ikea yeah. together. <laughs> it can be one of those things that uh, can destroy a relationship. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's not what we, the only thing we did during the holidays. No. We, uh, we lazed around for quite a bit. Yeah. We did after a lot we of... had our fill of that, then it's like, yeah, we should clean that basement. <laughs> but we've also had a whole week back. Yeah. And we've, uh, we've had a big announcement. We have. Yes. Look at you. Being an agenda driven person. I know. Transition into uh, actual work stuff. Are so we, tell us about that. Are we flipping? Like we're just yeah. becoming the other person. I'm going to start doodling while you talk. Well, we announced our top 20. Dun, our dun, best dun, place dun. to drive for top 20, 20, 2021 20, top 20. There's too many twenties. Yeah. 2021 best fleets to drive for top 20. And, um, I could probably list them. Yeah. At this point, you know exactly who's on that list. Yeah. I think I can see their all the logos. To watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been, you know, every year we kind of change a little bit of how we organize things and how we, uh, you know, what we do and we're getting better and better. And now that we have Chris on board and it's, you know, that's helping a lot because, you know, things that we just cannot comprehend having the time to do, we can say, Oh, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having do that. <laughs> yeah. Every year we have more and more helpers involved, which really is, yeah. uh, is nice. Uh, and now we spent much of the last podcast talking about the scoring process mm-hmm. and how we figure that out and all of the things that we have to consider. But now we can actually say 
know who these names are because it's publicly available and we can point out the highlights of having yes. four new people on the list. Well, and let's talk about uh, Wilson. Yeah, one of the new names this yes. year, but not a new name at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very strange. So Scott Manthe, who is the, uh, oh man. The guy. I know, but I can't remember his actual title. He's the vice president of We're going to say VP of safety. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Somewhere in that realm. If I had my computer in front of me, I would be able to look it up. But he's just Scott Manthe, or sometimes we just call him Manthe, to differentiate between the 12 Scots that we know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes he's just Manthe. And um, he has a very long history with the best ways to drive for, which is really cool. We've known him a really long time because he started his the first company that um, he brought to the best fleets was Gordon Trucking. Yep. And that was 20, 2008. Uh, I remember them being on stage for the fifth annual edition. And that so I think was their second time. So that would have been 2013. Okay. Yeah. So they weren't like super early, but they were. Yeah, 2012, 2013, okay. they were involved. So pretty early days. And so I didn't really know him at all then. I, I hadn't done interviews, so I didn't didn't have much, you know. And I when I went to that twenty twelve, um, that twenty twelve convention, I I wasn't. I had only just started being involved, so I didn't know him. Didn't know. I was just sort of watching everything, going, "Whoa, this is crazy." And I don't think Scott was at that one. So that was, yeah, that was the 2013, the fifth edition. And I don't think he was there for that one. So I think you met him kind of later. Oh, but okay. So I'm, he had brought that company on to the top 20. And then, and then they, they were bought. sold to uh, Heartland, Heartland Express. Express. And then he went to work for a company called Interstate Distributor and their trucking line or their trucking line of business. Mm-hmm. And um, he, when he, entered like when he when they were nominated he was going to use it as kind of like a okay let's see how we do and it was he didn't expect to be on the top 20 he just kind of wanted to enter to 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 get the report and see where they could improve and that kind of thing and that's what we find really successful when people are uh, you know that they enter or they get nominated and they participate not because they want to win and be dominating and things like that as they want to see, Hey, well, where can I improve? And, um, and he was quite surprised to be on the top 20 in the first year for interstate distributors. Mm-hmm. Um, so or, they made it for a few years. You know, say four. It, I don't remember exactly how many it was more. It was at least well, it was two interstate distribution. I can't remember interstate the distributor company. Yeah. But then they got, they got bought or the Heartland Express. <laughs> so now we have to Heart, wonder if Heartland Express is chasing Scott around the trucking industry. <laughs> um, so now he is at Wilson, which is the whole, the entire name is uh, Wilson Logistics. Wilson Logistics. Yes, because there's many L- Wilsons. Yeah, Wilson is a common name in trucking. In fact, there was at least two of them in the program this year. Oh, that's right. There was. And um, so now, and they've been in the program a couple of times, but this is their yep. first, um, and they were a fleet to watch. Were they a fleet to watch last year? Maybe not last year, the year before. Okay. I'm pretty sure they were a fleet to watch some We point. really should know this stuff better if we're going to talk about it. It's been 13 years. I know. And we just got out of a meeting. I yeah, didn't really true. have time to prep. Um, and so now he, they are on the top 20. And they, you know, score. And what I noticed about Wilson is that at through the, you know, the last couple of years when they've been in the program, they have really improved. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, their scores go up, their driver satisfaction goes up. So that's why they were a fleet to watch is because Mm -hmm. um, because they we knew that at some point, if they kept going this way, they'd get on the top 20. And lo and behold, you get on the top 20. So Scott's clearly figured out a recipe for getting onto the top 20 with uh, the companies that he works at. I don't think that he's figured out a recipe. I think that he or has figured a, out how to tell a story or has, you know, puts programs into place that work and that build the rapport with the drivers and, you know, it creates a really good safety culture and, you know, isn't that the recipe? 
It's a recipe, but it's not a recipe for necessarily to be on the top 20. It's a recipe to have a really good comp- like sure. to have a really good place to work for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he is figuring out that recipe. Yeah. So, congratulations, actually, Scott, because yes, I know that you Scott. listen to this thing. But it's also noteworthy that he's not the only one who's making a return appearance. I know. So, we have another person who has come back onto the list with a second company. Uh, Andy Winkler, now at Chief Carriers uh, in Nebraska, who uh, had worked for a long time at Grand Island Express. Mm -hmm. Another milestone, Grand Island Express hit their 10-year consecutive on the list, which is crazy. Uh, And now... The second uh, company to do that? Yeah, second company to hit 10 years. And uh, Andy has uh, did, I guess, seven of those uh, years he was at Grand Island. Then he moved over to... Uh, Chief, and he is now uh, in the top 20 with Chief. Mm-hmm. So congrats, Andy. Yeah, so he may, can you imagine uh, if, uh, you know, at some point, if, it, now this would be interesting, is if Andy, if if Andy's working at a company that gets the overall award, then he will have been on stage twice for two companies getting the overall award. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That would be a very interesting thing uh-huh. because that's not, uh, well, I mean, that could happen with anybody who's won the overall award. I'm just, it, yeah, just as a thing to think about. Okay. So that's uh, two of the new people on the list that were very sort of exciting for us when we saw that they had made it on. It was, uh, it's always, as we talked about in the last podcast, it's always really exciting for us to go through that whole process and see who actually yeah. makes it, you know, cause you're going through it and you're thinking, wow, these guys are looking really good. They're looking really good, but you don't know how it's all going to play out. And you know that at the end of it, you've got like 30 companies that you're thinking, wow, they're doing really well and they can't all make it. So who does, who yeah. makes it and who doesn't? Well, there's one company that I was really, I was sort of, um, I did not expect them to get onto the top 20. It's not that I didn't think that they were a good company. I just thought, that, um, and I wanted them to be a fleet to watch. Like I was thinking, okay, yeah, there, that's going to be a fleet to watch. That's the one of the ones that I'm going to choose. Um, I thought they're really good company had a really good culture and their driver surveys came back, really did really well. And, you know, and every once in a while, this happened with Wellington as well. It's like, Oh, you made the top 20. Oh, Okay. I guess you don't have to be a fleet to watch anymore. And Wellington Motor Freight did that to me. This is not the first time that's happened. So I'm, I'm not really good at this, apparently. I but thought, you're talking about Jetco. Yeah, well, I was going to say it eventually. Okay. Well, you you were going off to talk about Wellington. So I want to make sure that we're clear. Yes. You're talking about I am talking companies. about Jetco. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't expect them to be on the top 20 this year. I figured that it would probably be a two-year thing and they'd get on next year. But like what I was saying in my roundabout way is that Wellington Motor Express in Ontario, it was the same thing. It's like, ah, it was a great company. They have great programs. They're probably not going to make the top 20. So I'll, you know, those are the people I'm going to make a fleet to watch. And lo and behold, they get on the top 20. And Jetco did this this year. Yeah. And what's interesting about Jetco is this is their first time in the program. And that yes. is so rare. Yes. Wellington had been in and hadn't, hadn't right. got uh, past the finals. But Jetco, this is their first time in the program and jumping out of the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time that happened was five years ago with Garner Trucking. So and Garner, that's how and rare Garner, it is. yeah, it is very rare. And Sherry, I know that Sherry Garner Brumbaugh, who's the president and CEO of Garner Trucking, I know that she prepped mm-hmm. to get like when before she uh, entered, like before she had her fleet nominated or before she had her company nominated, and decided to go through the program. She did a lot of work trying to figure out. Uh, talking to people who were on the top 20, saying, you know, what do you do? What kinds of programs do you have? And she cleaned house before she actually started. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was not going to go in there and not get on stage. Mm. So, um, she, well, when you she, say she cleaned house, usually I think people like are getting fired. Oh, no, 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 no. She fired no, a bunch of people. No, she, she got didn't. On the list. No, no. She, she basically got all her ducks in a row, I think is how she put it. Okay. I'm just using the wrong metaphor. Yes, the people who don't get on the list at clean house after. Yeah, yeah, my apologies. You can edit that out later, right? <laughs> sure. 
I will absolutely do that. <laughs> Those are the things that never get edited. <laughs> as soon as you say that, you yeah. can't. It's never going to happen. Um, so it's it's um. But yet again, and I want to emphasize, and probably everybody who's been part of the Best Fleece know this, knows this, is that we don't pick them. We don't pick the top 20. They pick themselves. Yep. It's, it's all about the scores. So you have, it's really a simple re, uh, equation of you develop great programs. You ask your drivers what they think regularly so that you're not surprised by the survey results. You do a great, you have high satisfaction among your drivers and you have some results. So your turnover is not super high and your safety record is not, your DOT reportables are also not super high. So, mm -hmm. Well, if you're doing the right programs and your drivers like those programs, you will probably go through a period of high turnover staying or having some turnover while you get rid of the people that aren't a fit for that yeah. and bring in the people who are. But once you get that match, you're going to have good turnover numbers and good safety numbers. And what we really have found is that the people on the top 20 or the companies on the top 20 really say a lot of them say things like that. They talk about the people who are the right fit and, mm. and, you know, you know, trying to make sure that people have the right attitude or that they're going to fit. And really it comes down to, and we see this in our own company is, do you share the same values in how we work and what our goals are? And do you want to achieve those goals too? And if so, great, let's do it together. If not, then maybe you'd be happier somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So speaking of which, or do you want to keep talking about best, best fleets? Um, no, I, I think you've summed it up very well. It was a, uh, very, uh, exciting day as it always is getting mm -hmm. the announcement out. And, uh, we have four new companies and, uh, five, uh, uh five new people on the fleets to watch. Uh, so it's always Ooh, good yeah. to have some new blood on there. Uh, plus, um, you know, several that are back again that are continuing to run as hard as they can to, uh, push the industry forward. And well, that's great to see. One noteworthy one is Boyle Transportation, who has uh, made a bit of a, a little bit of news over the last month or so because they were, are part of the vaccine rollout in the States. Yeah, I think we talked about them. Did we? Before Christmas because they were oh, in okay. that first shipment. But yeah, it's always good to see what the best fleets are doing. And we're going to have more uh, as we go you know, into the spring with the stories and sort of recapping all of the things we found and all of that stuff. Oh, one thing that I think is funny is that finally Herb and Challenger made it the same year. <laughs> it's been a while since I know. that happened. They've been like, you know, uh, one has made it and then the other one has made it. And now they're both there again, finally together again, Herb and Chal Challenger. Yeah. The two Canadian companies that have been perennial um, fleets our top, uh, uh, what is, what is our program called? Top 20. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm glad to see that they're back because I'm trying to think who else is new on the list. It was those four. Wilson. Wilson, Jetco. Chief. Chief. And Herb is back on the list. Right. So very interesting. And it's also worth pointing out that the announcement, there's a lot of activity. Oh my gosh. Even though so it's just a post. Work. Just a post on Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter, and LinkedIn there's actually a whole lot of different things that have to be prepped for that. And yep. I actually added it all up and there is over a hundred different graphic deliverables that have to go out that morning. So I hadn't really realized that much, but, uh, all of the winners. Yeah, Cause you don't, cause you've never been as involved in it this, uh, until yeah. this year. I have, Basically, but you haven't added it up either. You just said, no. you just knew it was a lot. I just said, I need about a week to do all of this. Yeah. And as a testament to that, last year we did it. And a week later, we had a post up for a marketing coordinator to take it on <laughs> so that we didn't have to do it again. <laughs> and, like, oh, we're not doing this again. We got to hire somebody. Well, we have to do logos for, we have the Best Fleets logo, the Fleet to Watch logo, and all the different formats. We have specific ones for the people who've won multiple years. Mm -hmm. um, we have the five consecutive, six consecutive years. We have to do those and they all have to be different for every year. 
And so we have to do a white version, a colored version, um, PDF, PDF, JPEG. Yeah. And, um, and then there's the 10 year special one. And that's just the stuff that we're giving them. That's just, just logos. Yeah. We also, and now we need a square version for Instagram. Thank you very much. Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the square version, uh, we started last year. And um, the Fleets to Watch logo needed a square version too. And uh, I'd just like to shout out to John Elliott of Load One, who was on the Top 20 last year. He was the one who pushed us into that. Mm. And I think it's a good idea because sometimes that long, thin thing doesn't work. Like no. sometimes the square one is the better way. And I noticed many of them putting out press releases used the square, the square version one. of the logo. So, yeah, so we have to do all that, plus the actual announcements. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah, but then we have to collect all the carrier logos. We have to have everybody's logo. Oh, that's a whole different thing. That's all the stuff we do beforehand to get the website ready. No, but as for the graph, well, that's for the website, but the graphics people have to do it too because we need it for the movie. Yeah, so we do a movie of the announcement and a banner image. And God forbid people change their... change their logo and then I've done we've done this beautiful movie and someone says oh that's not the right version of the logo and like well, that I have sympathy for now that we've changed our logo and I've seen the old, oh, old I don't, version in so many different it's not places. that I, I'm not I'm not uh, growling because it's a problem for the company they deserve to have the right correct logo yeah. the problem is is that you're dealing with logo soup it's tough it is just, and every every year you have to rearrange the logos on that Facebook banner because they all, it's like a big, huge jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to do that movie. So this is just the graphic stuff that goes on social media. We have to do that movie. We have to do the, if someone has hit 10 years, we have a special movie for them for the five timers club. There's a special movie for them. Um, and the fleets to watch and the fleets to watch. So there's Plus, like four different things there. No, there's five because you do the Facebook banner movie, but you also do the announcement movie. So all of those all have their own little animation and stuff like that and have to be done and have to be, have to look decent. Then we have stuff on Twitter. And of course, Twitter and Facebook don't have the same dimensions. So you have to change how you do it. Different versions for each. Yeah. LinkedIn has to have stuff. Um, Well, it's worth... Uh, sitting on for a second and not glossing over the fact that putting all those logos in a place, you mentioned that they have to arrange them, but they all also have to be sized. Yeah. And that's the thing that the graphics people uh, get ground into dust with because everybody's logo is a little bit different size. And because it's a different shape and many of them are different densities of logos, you have to size them so they appear to be the same size. So some of them that are very, uh, very dense. So this well, it's year, not the same size, but have the same, appear the same, they appear the same importance. Yeah, That's what you're trying to do. They take the same amount do. of yeah. visual space. So some of them are very solid and like, uh, like uh, herb. Herb is like a square. Yeah. And then and some FCC of them. And is yeah. like a square. Yeah. And then some of them are kind of, um. Central Oregon and, and Challenger. Short. Yeah. Long and thin. But I'm also thinking about uh, on the fleets to watch Western Dairy Transport is a a an circle oval. Uh, or an oval with a dense, very uh, dark color. So it appears to take a fair bit of space, but it's round, so it's not very. It doesn't take up a lot of width. Whereas many of the other ones, many trucking logos are very wide, yeah. so they're designed to look good on a trailer. Uh, and so you go and look at those top twenty. There's all kinds of them that are wide and short. Uh, and that causes problems when you've got somebody else that's a square or uh, a, a little bit of a different shape. So yeah. you've got to change them. And come on, guys, get your get all your logos in a in an arrangeable fashion. Yeah. Would you? Well, you have to make some of them a lot bigger than they really should be. Like you can't just say, okay, they all fit inside a box this size because some of them will appear way too small, mm-hmm. and some of them will fill that entire space and look way too important. So that's a lot of work that graphics people generally don't ever have to do if they're not doing this kind of work. Most of the time, graphics people are working with one company's logos, one company's image assets, and that's never an issue. But you come here and you've got 20 companies worth of logos that all have to appear exactly the same importance. 
And it's like a whole new set of things that you have to learn to see. And it is challenging and it takes a lot of time to sort of get to that level. So yeah, I guess I've just been doing it for a really, really long time. We've been doing it for years. We kind of take it for granted. And I think people that are involved in kind of the event side of things, uh, they're used to that because they have a bunch of sponsors that all have to look the same size or have a bunch of exhibitors that have to look the same size or something. Well, uh, at least tricky. our at least our sponsor logos are kind of the same yes. dimensions ish. So yeah, Epic View enough. and Truck Right have thank you guys for having having uh, easier to work with logos. Yeah. <laughs> that is now if it's a circle and a rectangle. That's not too bad, but ovals and rectangle. Yeah, it just yeah. it's. Ugh. So it's all done it's, now. It, it's it's weird. It's weird work. It's like it takes a lot of concentration, but it's very boring. Like <laughs> exactly. it's not it's not the most fabulous. Like it, it's a lot. It's like cleaning your basement. Basement. You're arranging these yeah. logos. On it's things. great work to do while you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. No, actually, actually, you know what? I listen to things while yeah. I'm doing that kind of work. You listen to music or you put and on I'm the gonna, news or something. I'm going to be doing less and less of that kind of work because we have uh, done some hiring but there's another transition look at you with the segues here that's okay well we can but we're pretty much done so we talked about the movies the postings the news um the news release and getting everybody's um names correctly yeah we only screwed up one location this year yeah apologies to k and j trucking who got put in the wrong the wrong dakota (laughs) yeah they're Although not everywhere. Our South stuff online Dakota? was okay. Yeah, it was just the TCA release. Just the press release. Which we should have Which I should have caught, caught. So I apologize because I reviewed that and I did not catch it. Well, we had, where did we have Central Oregon for a couple of years? Washington. Washington, yeah. So, Again. wrong state. Central Oregon in Washington state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they can't be too unhappy because they've had eight years, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I think they're eight eighth uh, consecutive year yes so anyway continue with your fabulous so segue. i had a segue because i have hired um oh i've new year new, new beginnings yeah. cleaned out basement new cleaned staff. out the basement and new staff and new graphic staff as Jane well has as massively grown her team mm-hmm. and now doesn't have to do any work except sit there and tell everybody else what to do and where to find things and yeah. you know where's the bathroom and why is it done this way um no, no one Not has, yet. no one has started that. Uh, it's, you know what? I think it's because I approached orientation. You preemptively said, this I is said, why it's done that way. Yeah. And here's a diagram of how it works and blah, blah, blah. So what I realized I'm putting together all these um, orientation documents. Cause I basically, we start out, we started out thinking we were going to hire a writer uh, for the courses and a graphic designer. And then as the process continued, we had two really good candidates for each position. So we ended up hiring all four of them. So I said, just hire them all. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of was like, oh, do we have work for two graphic designers? And then we started listing off all the work. And I was like, oh yeah, we can keep them busy. Yeah. Just with hours of service diagrams. (laughs) So, um, What we did is we hired all four of them and they all started on the same day. So, you know, back in the day when I first met Mark, I actually met him when he was being, he was doing his orientation for another company. And I kind of went back several years and got my orientation training legs back and, and did some orientation over a couple of days with all of my, all of my new staff, which is kind of cool. So they're all orientated no, okay. I got to stop you right there. <laughs> Can't I even say it ironically? Okay, but we have to take a minute because I, I could hear it coming and I was like, oh, this is going to bug me. Orientation is the process of orienting people. Yes. There is no such word as orientate. No, I agree. Yeah. I was, so I was I just saying want to say it, it for all of the, the audience. Yeah. Do not ever say orientate. Orientate is not a word. You'd be banned from the best fleets if I catch you saying it. <laughs> Gonna freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like open door policy. <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't. Hey, be a customer, you know what? You can't be a best fleet. Speaking of which, and just going back for a second, I have to say that open door policy is almost obliterated from the best fleets. Almost no one talked about it. 
Yeah. Well, maybe some of the the new company companies who never who've never really experienced. No, it wasn't too bad. I did not really get a sense that. You know, the thing, the tropes that people have, like, you know, open door policy, family atmosphere and uh, safety comes first. We really didn't hear it. We heard a lot more about the detail of their programs, which is really nice to hear because mm. I, you know, I, I'm so interested in what people are doing, especially during COVID. We got a lot of stuff about that and we just didn't hear it, which was great. But anyway, um, I have all my people orient, oriented, 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 <laughs> can't even talk now. Um, but they're all now working on actual work, which is Excellent. great because I'm not there answering questions. So hopefully Tiffany's got them covered. And um, we have, there's like four courses in the works right now. Nice. Including an yeah. overhaul of an older course that we've been wanting to update for a while. Couple. Exercise is being overhauled. Oh yeah. Fuel is being overhauled. Uh we are getting audio recorded for an hours of service uh, short haul course, so 160 kilometers. We're starting with the one in Canada. We're going to probably port it to the U.S. and do the 150-mile radius mm-hmm. version of that. Um, and so preventing illness just came out, yep. an overhaul of preventing illness, so which has three different topics. An overhaul, I don't even know if that's the right word, because the old... Preventing illness and injury was a short course that was two lessons. Each lesson was like 10 pages. Yeah. So the illness part of it was like, yeah, 10 pages. Wash of your hands. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was basically what it was. Here's how germs spread a little bit. Wash your hands. But this one is way more this intensive. This one has three full lessons. Yeah. The first lesson is basically what causes illness. Like what is, what is behind how you get sick? What are the things that are happening to your body? Uh, the second one is viruses and vaccines. So we talk more about viruses and how they spread, not just the coronavirus, but all the viruses. There's four main different kinds of viruses mm. that you can get, and coronaviruses are only one of those. Mm. Um, and the whole, you know, why do you have to get a flu shot every year? What's in a vaccine? Like, why, how are they made? Like, why mm. do they work? And why you're not getting shot up with the the actual dangerous version of the virus if you get a vaccination, Mm -hmm. which is really important. If we're all going to be mass vaccinating right now, then there are going to be people who are really nervous about it. And especially because they were created really quickly. So Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to educate people about what's in a vaccine. And it's not when you hear about it, um, it's not that scary because it's basically a dead version of the virus. Or, yeah. de- or bits of the the virus that are inert or basically, you know, it's like if you have if you have a donut with a raspberry filling and the raspberry filling is poison, but mm. you can eat a lot of that donut without actually <laughs> hitting the raspberry. So it's that donut part that is being used. In I feel the like this is a Simpsons analogy or something. Actually, it just came to me that analogy, but it's kind of what I like, you know, mm, what's the donut. inert <laughs> What's the inert part of a vac of a virus? Well, it's right. the it's the junky part that it takes up space, and so your body doesn't know the difference. They just mm-hmm. go, "Ooh, vac- uh, sorry, virus! Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a reaction to that," which is why you get a why sometimes you have a reaction is because mm-hmm. you're reacting to that bit of whatever is coming into your body. Your body is doing that natural, you know. I don't want this. Mm. So, um, and then the third one is what to do on the road. How to avoid. Yeah. Like basically how to, how to make sure you stay safe on the road. And that includes the washing your hands. So washing your hands, which is really important part is a Mm -hmm. really important part of, um, public health and preventing yourself from getting sick is really just a small part. Mm. So I know you're, I, you've, I've lost you there. No. No. Okay. No, I'm thinking that would explain why you said that the third module is the one that people could use as a standalone for orientation yeah. if they wanted to cut it down. Yeah. Like I would think that if you, you wanted to, if you wanted to put it in your program, um, the third one, yes, you're right, because it's like basically, you know, daily preventative measures. 
Uh, but given how much misinformation is out there and misunderstanding or confusion, it seems pretty worthwhile to go through the whole thing. It's only an oh, hour yeah. long. Yeah, I mean, or do it in the three sections. I mm-hmm. mean, like have one section, uh, the first one in January, second one in February, whatever. Um, but the the second one, I think everybody, especially if you're concerned about vaccinations, that's a really good one to mm-hmm. to go through just now, to you know make it, people feel better. Does it talk about how the COVID vaccines are built? Because they're a little bit different. They are, but it's the same basic. I mean, they the COVID vaccines are are using RNA, which is a part of we have RNA as well. So we have DNA in our cells, but we also have RNA. And so they're using RNA as a, it's basically the RNA of the virus as to, to simulate mm-hmm. what the virus actually is. But again, it's, it's a different way of making the vaccine, but it's not the actual effect that it has in the body is the same. Right. So your body goes, ooh, this is a virus uh, right. and, and does its thing and gives you the antibodies for, or the natural immunity that you're trying to get. So basically what happens is when you get sick, you get, there is a a pathogen that could be a virus that comes into your body or your body attacks it. Your body kind of uh, has a, a bit of a hissy fit and sends the white blood cells to go and get rid of this virus, get rid of this intruder. And when you've had one different virus or you've had the virus before, when that virus comes back, you don't get sick because your body goes, I know that virus, I'm getting rid of it. So that's how you get immunity. That's why you don't get, um, that's why you get chicken pox once and you don't get it again, or why you get a vaccination mm-hmm. for mumps and you don't ever get the mumps because that particular virus, your body, when you have a vaccine or you've had the mumps, your body has already got a recipe for getting rid of that virus. Mm. But when the viruses are unknown, your body doesn't know what to do. So you have to train your body to understand what's coming in. And that's what vaccinations do. Whether how they're made is not as important as how your body responds to them, depending. Mm. Now, the ingredients, I think a lot of people have had concern about the ingredients of vaccines. Right. Um, and because, but there's such small, like the ingredients, they have really, really um, done a over the years, they've done so much work on the ingredients. So, you know, if you have an egg allergy, sometimes it can be a problem. Right. Um, or if you have other kinds of allergies, it can be a problem. But you should know that before right. you're, you and your doctor should be talking about that. Which is where the peanut allergies came from, right? I, peanut oil is used in a lot of vaccines. Yes. I don't think so anymore. I'm pretty sure mm. not anymore. But that was the theory that that's where peanut allergies were coming. All of those massive peanut allergies were coming from the fact that it was being used in vaccines. I'm not totally positive on that, Mm. but I don't think peanut oil is used anymore. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, but they definitely don't cause autism. Can I just say (laughs) that vaccines do not cause autism? As a matter of fact, if you have someone in your family who has autism, you probably have a, a whole bunch of people who are that way inclined. Yeah. <laughs> so as we, as we know from experience. Yes. So, uh, back, but it's a running joke in our heart, in our house that, uh, vaccines and autism. The, the vaccines are to blame. Yeah. yeah. It's all the vaccines. Of course, so. my parents for wanting to keep <laughs> me safe. <laughs> Ended up filling me full of autism, which I <laughs> then filled my child full of. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how that happened. Yeah. I'm not certain, sure what our subject was here, but I feel like we've digressed a fair Oh, it was bit. about my courses. Oh, but okay. So there we are. We're can on, I just say we're that the subject. just to defend myself on me getting into the weeds about everything is that I have to get into the weeds. No, I was right there with you. Okay. We were both in the weeds. I mean, I don't even know what we were talking about. We are switching places. Yeah. This is weird. Because, uh, you know, organization and getting into the weeds, that seems to be more like me, but you're, anyway. Um, It's been a busy week. We've had a lot of different meetings that are frying our brains. (laughs) 
which is most of what my job is now. It seems to be to go to meetings. Yeah. So I've got two more. And try and this. and try to explain to people how how I have done a certain task mm-hmm. for twenty years. And what I was thinking eight years ago when I made this change. Yeah. That's the one that kills me. <laughs> Why did I ask for this code to be written like this eight years ago or? Even four years ago, it was like, I don't know. Well, before Christmas, I was trying to write, I, I created a spreadsheet of all the top 20 and the number of consecutive years that they had been on the oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was completely off. wrong. Like there was, I don't know, like there was people who I said had seven years and they had two <laughs> and, you know, and, and it wasn't just two. And we publish it in the book every year. It was year. like seven, yeah. seven wrong. Yeah. It was crazy because- Harpreet made the, created the video based on that. And I looked at the video and went, what? Yeah. How come Boyle and Nussbaum aren't together? They've been there in the same thing for like, what's going on? And and looking at Gart, wait, what? Yeah. And then I realized that I had completely messed that up. Yeah. Which is what you get really stressed about before the best fleets oh, announcements. I'm so freaked out. Have about we that. got it right? Have we made any mistakes? Yeah. I'm and, definitely afraid of announcing the wrong company or something. Yeah. Or, you know, using an old file or, yeah, it's. But now we're organized. We, well, no, we're super vigilant because this is the first year. Usually when Mark and I have done the best fleets by ourselves, uh, usually he's upstairs, I'm downstairs. I'm madly putting the videos on Facebook and I don't know what you're doing. Stressing. I'm writing up all the messages that have to go out oh, shortly that's after right. and checking the website and the press release and all of that. But stuff. this year, because other people had to be involved, you had to write up all your messages and, and post them publicly so that, or for our, our internal staff so that other people could do it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to um, get other people to, or to get Harpreet to help me working with the, the video. So she was working on that. Chris was involved. So all four of us were on a call as all of these things were posted to mm. just make sure that everything was going okay. Cause it, we just, I mean, it's hard to let go. It's your baby, right? Yeah. I suppose it's part of that. And, uh, making sure it runs smoothly. Yeah. It'll be a lot better next year because now the whole process has been documented, which is part of what Chris has been doing is just sort of watching everything and documenting it all as it happens. And so for next year we will have it written down somewhere and we'll just be able to follow that, which, would be much nicer. So, but it's, I mean, that's only one of 20 things that we are going through that process with. I mean, this week, a lot of it was tied up in that, but you're doing that on the content side. Mm-hmm. You're doing that now on the graphics side. We've been doing it on the marketing side. I've been doing it on the development and all the platform stuff, trying to make sure that everybody, as we continue to bring on new people at as quick a pace as we can, we are trying to make sure that they all Uh, understand what they're doing and they have the tools they need. I think both of us have worked at companies that went through rapid growth phases, rapid hiring phases and seen what it's like when you get a bunch of new hires that aren't given any information or just kind of left in the wilderness. And it really sucks. So we're making a point of making sure that doesn't happen for us. And it creates a lot of work documenting things. So it's a real headache for us. Oh, definitely. But in the long run, like the stuff that we have documented, you know, it's great that it's out there. We don't have to do it again. So, but as you document things, you realize, oh my God, I have to document this too. Or I have to. So um, one of our new graphics, graphic designers is actually going to do a um, branding guide for us. And I realized that, you know, I don't even, I'm not even sure I have the right colors because I... (laughs) I'm very sloppy with that. Like I am very sloppy. I'm like, eh, it's close enough. Or you process is just go open an old file and. Yeah. And like use there. the eyedropper and say, okay, yeah. that's this color. Yeah. So it's this blue. So yeah, we're when so you, sloppy. We are sloppy. Yeah. So, um, uh, but we are going to have, uh, we're going to have some standards. Mm-hmm. We need standards, Mark. We oh, need we standards. We're working on them. So. I think, and I was talking about courses, but I think I've talked about them all, right? Yeah. We are actually, um, on the subject of courses, we are also going to do a line of um, Stinger Steer trailer courses. So we're doing a cargo inspection course for a auto hauler. 
and uh, also vehicle inspection for that type of trailer. And we're going to be doing uh, some loading and unloading, that kind of thing. Uh, we're also, uh, hopefully, we're going to have our Canada HOS update is going to be coming. And I think that's... So you weren't a- done with courses then. No, you that's... lots more. So in the edit, you need to go find this bit and then go put it in the other bit where I was talking about Remember it Remember when you were talking before about how you were so organized <laughs> and I was the one who was going off into the weeds? It's because I, I guess because I said it out loud and now we flipped again. It's Freaky Friday. Yeah, I think so. I had to explain to people. <laughs> it was so funny. So I was trying to explain to people yesterday who Joan Rivers was. Really? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Because, because we have a, we have code names for our system and when we did an overhaul of the um, of what the Carrier's Edge system looks like, Mark likes to have code names, so he called Every, it Rivers after Joan Rivers. Everybody has code names for all of their projects. It's an yeah, easy shorthand. True. For, it's it's right. true. But anyway, so Rivers is the interface that customers see. And it's short for Joan Rivers because it was a facelift of what the if the interface originally was. And I said that I was talking... Which was a good joke at the time. It's not a good joke anymore. Well, and she like died. But then, like, yeah, she soon died. After. She, yeah. like, just as we went live, she died and it became kind of a, a, a not so tasteful joke anymore. But well, I think enough time has passed that it's okay. We'll have to find somebody else who is but I had to go find for plastic surgery. Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, I had to go find a picture. Mm. Like, uh, because the people like our, my graphics designers are, you know, are young and, you know, they, and I'm, I'm talking about the tonight show and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, they're, you know, they're probably if not they even, even watching wa- TV. Yeah, if they even know what the tonight show is. Like, they think oh, it's a Jimmy Fallon show. I feel so old. I know. I'm You're like, thinking four hosts back. I know. I know. But I remember it. And there was a whole thing about how she was one of the people who was considered for taking mm-hmm. over the show, but they, she was a woman and that was an issue. And she yeah, also she went and started her own show. Well, that was because yeah. she didn't get the tonight show. So she started her own show. She oh, didn't do it. I thought it, it was w- the other way around that uh, um, she, she got a late night show and then her and Johnny. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She got her own late night show that yeah. didn't do very well. Yeah, although I liked Johnny, it. That burned the bridge for him. That's right. There we go. Oh, my goodness. For any people listening, we're talking about television personalities from the 1970s and 80s. No, this was all in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That was our heyday. That was our heyday. Okay. I don't think we're moving in the right direction with this podcast. Oh, okay. I think we are going downhill. Yeah. Probably a good time for us to pack it in. Okay. I think our heyday has passed. <laughs> Alrighty then. So I've been told to be quiet. Uh, so I should just say goodbye to everybody and hope that everyone has a nice day. Thanks for listening. Oh, yes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.